Hello, you're listening to Not the Queen's English, the podcast where we talk about British English and life in the UK. My name's Murray. And I'm Holly, and this week we're talking about Twixmas and New Year's Eve. This is actually a little bonus episode, do you know that? Oh my goodness, I know, what, like, a little gift. to pay for it? N- no, uh, not bonus, in the- we don't get a bonus for people listening to this, oh, it's just like... Just out of the kindness of our hearts, yeah, it's so like just a doing little... it for the good of our health. Yeah, it's just the, well, hopefully that'll make a difference, yeah, as you might crossed. be able to hear, we're still plagued. Well, hopefully when this is released we're not ill, because that would be pretty miserable. Oh, yeah, oh my gosh. I had COVID last Christmas, I'm not having it this Christmas as well. Poor you. At least you didn't have it on Christmas Day. Well, like, I you caught it on Christmas you, Day. Well, you did, but you didn't feel ill on Christmas Day. That's hopefully. true. No more ill than you would usually feel. <laughs> from um, what, from overconsumption? Yeah, just from generally troughing your way through yeah. um, all of those courses that uh, it turns out you have in your family. Yeah, see our last episode for uh, <laughs> Murray's Guide to the Perfect Prong Cocktail. <laughs> Just a lettuce, actually. <laughs> um, just stop and have a lettuce. Yeah. Um, Twixtmas. Now, I don't know if that's not really like the official word, but I a lot th- of people do use that to talk about the the betwixt and between well, period. This is the thing. It's so weird that twixt is part of it because betwixt is not really something we say other than in the phrase betwixt and between. Mm. And like, sort of, if you're trying to pretend like you're in a fairy story or something. Yeah. Do you think twixtmas is canon? Like, do you no. think? Because I, I, I think it's. When would you say you first heard it? I think it's probably in the last 10 years. Yeah, I think so. Um, I'm trying to think, like, what you call it otherwise. Because I think people call it the sort of limbo period between Christmas yeah, I and think New Year. Like, there's not... We didn't have one agreed term for it, so which is quite, it's why it's quite useful that people have come up with one. Yeah, um, because, I mean, it's so... I mean, this is something we've already, you know, complained about. We complain about it to each other. We've complained <laughs> about it on the podcast. But it is very sad that in the UK, you have Christmas Day and then you have Boxing Day, but it's kind of just like a come down from Christmas. Mm. And that's sort of the end of Christmas. Like, yeah. there's no real sense of, like, wallowing in the 12 days of Christmas and enjoying it right up until the 5th Well, this is January. the thing. When I was a child, I always thought, like, the 12 days of Christmas were the 12 days leading up to Christmas. Like, that's I, how... Yeah, I can understand yeah. why you think that. Whereas, like, Christmas Day is the first day of Christmas. Yeah, that's so, when you get your partridge. In a pear tree? Yeah. No, right, yeah. No, it, it should be enjoyed and, and like... I don't know. I, yeah. It's so many people just go back to work on Boxing Day as well. Like if you work in retail, you're sort of back in work, oh, God, and yeah. you've got the Boxing Day sales and stuff. So it's yeah, it doesn't it doesn't necessarily feel like the most festive time. Um, but I think we're trying to reclaim that anyway a bit, um, and I definitely want to have. Like, well, it's interesting, though, because Twixtmas is really, be- like, the time between Christmas and New Year. Yeah. And then there isn't... But, you know, the the 1st to the 5th of January, that's still in the 12 days of Christmas. Yeah, but it just basically... It just isn't. In British popular culture, no, it, it just no, isn't. No, it just like, isn't. nobody but, really But we want it 12. to be like that. We, yeah, we... We want to we're celebrate 12th night. celebrating at any possible opportunity. But, yeah, I feel like most people in the UK... Because, like, you go back to work probably on, like, the 3rd of January or... Yeah, that's the thing. But yeah, traditionally, even before we had a name for it, Twixmas is that time of year where, like, you don't know what day of the week it is. If you're off work... You don't know what day of the week it is. You you don't know when the bins are going to be next. Oh my god, when's bins? (laughs) When is bins? (laughs) Um, 
I don't know if that's a thing people say or if it was just like a Twitter thing. It was, de- it yeah, it was definitely a Twitter so thing of people being like, when's bins, yeah. which <laughs> is not grammatically correct, but no. it's just really funny. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, your sort of bin collection schedule changes. And for some people, that might be the only thing that's different about that period. Oh. You might still be going to work, but you you just have to put your bin out on a different day. Yeah, well, and you amass a lot of waste over Christmas as well, wrapping paper, food packaging, etc. Oh. But then, you know... You You've got, it might be, you might be a bit in the doldrums, you might be feeling a bit low after Christmas, but Mm. then in the theory, you've got New Year's Eve to look forward to. Well, can I also just say there's another national holiday, which is my birthday, which falls in Twixtmas. Okay. A terrible curse. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's the thing. Growing up, did you... I just don't have a birthday, functionally. And that's the way I like it, to be fair. Oh my gosh, but you know I wouldn't stand for it. (laughs) No, you have about a whole month for your birthday. Yeah. Um, So yeah, listeners, get planning your gifts for uh, October time. Um, but yeah, I, I, I like to just avoid, because I associate birthdays with like existential dread and self-doubt and sort of self-recrimination. So I like to just skip over that by letting it all just like blend into Christmas and New Year. It's oh, quite, okay. Well, that's quite me. nice for you, I suppose. <laughs> um, well, what I was actually going to say is you should be looking forward to New Year's Eve during right. that time. But I, well, we've had some very nice New Year's together. Mm, but oh, yeah. I would just say generally, I feel like New Year's Eve is one of the biggest anticlimax. Is. Well, it's just because it's, it's like, also a time of existential dread. Yeah, you're like yeah. reflecting on the year. Yeah, you're, d- you're doing your like Spotify unwrapped of all the like terrible, embarrassing things you've said. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I, I feel like we're as we're broadcasting, as it were, from yeah. Edinburgh. Mm-hmm. Edinburgh has a very big New Year's Eve tradition. Well, Scotland, you celebrate oh, yeah. Hogmanay. That's what you call New Year's Eve. I. I actually don't think anyone knows where the word Hogmanay comes from. Are you lying to me again? No, genuinely. I mean, I haven't looked it up recently, but it's not like, it's not Gaelic. I mean, maybe it comes from Scots originally, but it's not, it's not the kind of thing that a Scottish person hears that and thinks, oh yes, I can, I can see what other words that's related to. Mm. It's because it doesn't have anything to do with, you know, hogs, even Mm. many hogs. yeah, and like we call we do we do also just call it New Year's Eve or New Year's like but yeah we have this word for it in Scotland Hogmanay because historically it was a much bigger deal than Christmas it was like I, I don't know why I think partly because as we touched on in the last episode our very sort of strict Presbyterianism up here doesn't really approve of Christmas being like a sort of secular celebration. Um, so yeah, Hogmanay was always a big deal in Scotland, but not so much for like, well, okay, people, people would have parties and obviously still do, but I think the big tradition at Hogmanay was always first footing. And what's Which, that? Do you just not have this in England at all? No, we don't go into people, other people's houses. <laughs> yeah, so first footing is on New Year's Day, and people would sometimes do it like sort of after midnight on New Year's Eve, if you see what I mean, so yeah. before you've been to bed. You just, like, go and visit people's houses. So you're the first foot that, like, crosses the threshold into their house. And historically, you would take, like, a gift of, like... I think there was a special, like... Oh, God. I, I'm, like, the world's worst Scottish person. I think there was, like, a traditional, like, black loaf. Some sort of... Oh, right. Oh, God. I... I should have Googled this first. So there's a traditional, like, food that you take. And maybe, like, you'd have a dram and a drink of whiskey with them. Um, I read Elspeth Barker's uh, O Caledonia this year, a very good novel uh, set in 1950s Scotland, where they go sort of first footing, but it's like a big party and everybody's drinking whiskey and like being very merry. That sounds really nice. Yeah, and people just don't really do it anymore. Like, we sort of talk about it. We might, we always used to go and like see my gran 
on New Year's Day and we'd call that first footing. But it very much used to be a thing of like you'd go around the neighbourhood. Yeah. Um and you'd like go everybody go in each other's houses. And there's a thing as well that it's like bad luck to be your own first foot. So you would have to somehow like get someone into your house before you were then coming back to your house. Oh right. Okay. I don't quite know the logistics of that, but yeah. I imagine a lot of like climbing out of windows or so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um so yeah, so I think that's really nice and like I know some people, like, in smaller Scottish communities are trying to, like, revive that a bit because it's just such a nice idea. But, like, there's a bit of, like, an allergy in the UK to just, like, going into each other's houses. As I think we talked about when, when we did our episode on politeness. Oh, yeah, people just um, calling in. Yeah. But it's it's interesting because there's, a you know, like the Mary Lloyd, there's other... Mm. So that's a, a South Welsh tradition where you take a horse's head... Around. Oh my god, Google pictures of it, because it's really scary. <laughs> it is, it is quite scary. Um, but yeah, you you would like take the um, the horse skull that's sort of decorated around, and I think it's from like, from between, like the, over the 12 days of Christmas basically, um, you would kind of pick when you do it, but that would sort of go around to people as well, and I think you have to give it money. Um, right. But then and there's also like singing. It's a bit like trick or treating. Well, there's so there's the singing. So there's something that my my grandma is always very sad that people don't really do uh, for New Year anymore um, in Mid Wales, which is uh, it's what's well, called Kalenic, the money that you get. So um, I think you would go round and yeah, you would maybe sing. I think my dad used to have to go and sing at people's uh. houses at New Year's, and you get um, you sort of give children money, and it's. It's like, I guess, money for the new year. So there do, there do seem to be yeah. various traditions of, you know, mingling with people. Yeah. Uh, people would come and meet at the Tron gates, wouldn't oh, they? Oh, yeah, um, in Edinburgh, to, yeah. to, um, to see in the bells. Yeah, go to the Tron, whereas now there's this sort of commercial New Year's Eve celebration and you can't really get to it and it's... Yeah it's, yeah, it's changed a lot, hasn't it? <laughs> yeah, okay, so Edinburgh has a very famous um, New Year's Eve street party. Um, it's, it's sort of centred on Princess Street Gardens, I think, and there'll be, like, a music... Oh, well, a few different music acts. It's like a concert. But then there'll just be, like, people just crowded in the streets having a party. Um, and I don't know what it used to be like. My memory of it as a child is that it was cancelled every year because of high winds. <laughs> <laughs> um, but People must have still, like, turned up for Probably, things. yeah. But now it's quite a big deal, but it's been really controversial in past years. Like everything in Edinburgh, because it's just about, like, like taking things that used to be sort of public access and trying to charge people money for them. Yeah. Um, like, there was a thing a couple of years ago where it was, like, if you live on Rose Street, which is um, it's between Princess Street and George Street, so it's, like, a sort of little alley tucked between it's two. It's really cute. It's really cute. Um, yeah, if you ever come to Edinburgh, you definitely... Well, I mean, you just, you just will go to it, probably. You can't really avoid it. Um, but, yeah, people who lived on Rose Street, were, which is sort of, like, right in the middle of where the street party is, were sort of told that they would need, like, passes to get into their own flats. And, like, they, they essentially weren't allowed to have their own New Year's Eve parties at home because, like they weren't allowed to, like, bring guests home with them because they wouldn't have, like, this past to show that they lived oh, there. Yeah, so it's just, like, it's... really pathetic and sad. Which I guess is why it's so nice that, like, if people want to try and revive things like First Footing, because that's, like, that's not the kind of thing you need to buy a ticket for. That's just, like, people making their own, making their own fun Aww. like we did in the olden days. <laughs> um, but I, I think most of my... We, yeah, we've had nice New Year's together because we've generally 
like had a nice dinner and then gone for a walk somewhere where we can see the fireworks because there's always fireworks at midnight um yeah but... top tip if you're in edinburgh and you're not at the street party we always used to go up calton hill uh, in the center of edinburgh to see the fireworks which is really really crowded and, and people like, set fireworks people off set fireworks hill, like flares off which is scary and also like the fireworks end and everybody tries to get off the hill immediately which and also everybody's drunk out their faces so like it's quite dangerous yeah so what we've discovered recently is if you go to Inverley Park in the north of Edinburgh. Is it in the north of Edinburgh? It's near I the doubt Botanic Gardens. It's in the north of Edinburgh somehow. Well, it's north of us. It's north ish. Okay. N- north of central Edinburgh. It's near the Botanic Gardens. Yeah, if you go there, there's loads of space. You've got an amazing view of the fireworks. You can see like the castle and everything. Yeah, so that's our that's our top. That would tip. be our little tip. Yeah, that's that's you know probably what we'll end up doing. But yeah, I mean New Year's Eve, as you know, as in all like at all times of celebration in the UK is an excuse to get really drunk. Yeah. Um, but I've I've never gone to... Because I people always complain, like, oh, it's so expensive to go to New Year's events, especially in nightclubs and things, but I've just never gone to anything like that. Yeah, why so would I've, you? Yeah, the I don't, yeah, I don't know, really. I suppose, like, you know, everyone's there together. Um, yeah, I don't see anything <laughs> either. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think most of my most of my New Year's Eves have been spent in front of the Hootenanny. Well, this is the thing. There's a great tradition in the UK of New Year's Eve telly. So, yeah, the Hootenanny is Jules Holland. Jules Holland's Hootenanny. Well, it's just called the Hootenanny, isn't it? Um, which is just like, I mean, a lot of people don't realise that, that Jules Holland is on, like, year-round. I think it's called Later with Jules yeah. Holland, usually. A lot, I think a lot of people think that he only exists on New Year's Eve, because that's <laughs> when most people see him. But he's basically just, like, a famous musician uh, and, like, TV presenter. Um, and, yeah, he has on all generally quite, like, cool musicians. Like, I remember the first time I saw Haim was on Hootenanny. Oh, right. So it was quite, like, interesting people. Mm. It won't necessarily be, like, people... Well, there'll be one or two people who are, like, in the charts, but it probably won't be, like, Ed Sheeran and Adele or anything. Like, yeah. It'll be, like, people who are a little bit more alternative or whatever, or, like, people who are, like, really respected in, in sort of the British jazz scene or whatever. <laughs> it's, a, it's, like, quite a sort of muso music programme. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, they, like, people pl- do, like play their famous songs they also do covers of famous songs mm. they chat to celebs who are in the audience who like are getting drunker and drunker well, this is the thing. Every, they pretend it's it's filmed like in advance yeah. and there's like a big clock in the background which someone pointed this out to me there's a big clock in the background which when it gets to quote unquote midnight yeah. it like counts down to midnight but if you look at like the clock's just at the same time for the rest of the show it's not oh, right. it's not like moving at all um, so yeah it's sort of it's supposed to be like a New Year's Eve party so there's like a sort of like people have had a wee drink and like it's a bit of like a relaxed yeah. vibe people give their predictions for the next year um, yeah they sometimes have like sort of professional psychics on as well to give their <laughs> predictions the for the year ahead the the no if only if only yeah, if only. Oh um, but yeah so that's a lot of people just end up watching that or people well I think normally what we would do is flick between the Hootenanny and like the sort of official New Year's Eve coverage which in Scotland is a great tradition to watch the BBC Scotland one which will have Jackie Bird beloved uh, news presenter Jackie Bird the whole country's mum Jackie Bird um, she'll and the proclaimers are always there I guess, and sometimes Paolo Nutini oh, right, like, yeah. it's a great time to see Scottish celebrities I guess that you wouldn't see oh other times God. of the year whereas um, yeah I will have always just been watching the the one from London which is the because they have the, this massive massive 
firework display mm. um like a sort of focused around like big ben and the mm. london eye and everything like it's on the river that happens at midnight so like i would sometimes watch some of that coverage i don't think i've ever watched the itv one no well, i'm not we're, sure we're much too classy <laughs> sure what they actually do channel 4 usually does something alternative maybe is that when they have their big fat quiz of the year or is that a different oh, time quite possibly um big fat quiz of the year is probably quite good as an introduction to british culture i find it quite annoying because no fielding is usually there and i just find him very irritating but um but yeah i think we would generally be flecking between the hootenanny and like the bbc um coverage which yeah i think scottish people will always watch the scottish one I'm just, i don't know if you can i don't know if it's like an opt-out or, or no i assume that that's just because that's what bbc one is in scotland yeah. bbc one scotland yeah whereas yeah ours just naturally shows us like what's happening in london but yeah, yeah i presume it varies in different parts of the uk yeah um it's it's funny because I I really enjoy our New Year's Eves where we go to the pub, mm. <laughs> have a bottle of pink fizz, <laughs> and go and watch the fireworks. But there's something really nice about watching the New Year's Eve telly. Like it really that really takes me back to childhood. Like oh. in a nice way. <laughs> yeah. No. No. Um, I think my parents are usually in bed before midnight now. Yeah. Bless them. Yeah. Do you? So I, this isn't a Scottish thing, is it? Do people in England talk about like staying up for the bells? Yeah, people do talk about yeah. that. Um, and yeah, like sometimes they do and sometimes they don't. But generally, yeah. And I, I respect that, really. I'm looking forward to a time when, you know. <laughs> oh, I think I'll, because I, I think in my family, if, the, if there's nothing... I mean, friends of my parents quite often have a party that they all go to. Um, but like, I think even if my parents are really not feeling it, they'll always be like, oh, well, we'll stay up to see the bells and then we'll go to bed. Yeah. Every, you, you're supposed to kiss everyone at, at New Year's oh, Eve. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, my mum always, like, kisses me on the cheek. And my other memory from childhood is you'd be texting all of your friends Happy New Year and the text wouldn't go through. Yeah, that, does that still happen? <laughs> I don't know, because, like, I'm not going to sit and text everyone at, no, <laughs> at midnight. That's um, a good point. Um, yeah, you, I think you are meant to kiss people, like, mm. when it, they, the countdown gets to one and the bells start dinging. Yeah. And then old Lang Syne. Oh, my God. Which yeah. I'm sure you... We've talked about how weird this is. Because... I find this really strange because, yeah, Old Lang Syne, I don't know if, if people know this, but it's a Robert Burns song. So, like, Scotland's bard, Scotland's national poet, um, Robert Burns, uh, wrote this song in, like, I don't know, 1770 or something like that. Um, no one knows what it means. Who's, well, like, who yeah. sings it, obviously. I mean, and it's, it's, it's written in Scots, but it's not... It's not necessarily Scots that people would use now or that Scottish people... So old, we use that um, to mean old, A-U-L-D. That's that's in common use. And I suppose lang for long, some people would say that. Sign, I think, means since. So it's like old, long since. It just means like times times gone by okay. uh, in former times oh. um, I always find it really weird because you hear like some Americans sing it and they'll be like we'll take a cup of kindness and it's definitely tack yeah. um, so like yeah it's really, it's quite weird as a Scottish person to see how this has travelled and see yeah. people singing which just must sound like nonsense words to <laughs> yeah. them um, but yeah there you go and you have to do that like weird Arm I mean, we're, we're talking thing. about this as if it's like a British thing. Like, I think this is pretty universal. Yeah. It's certainly in the English-speaking world. Um, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, if it, I mean, I know in Spain they do the, they eat 12 grapes at midnight. I love that. Can you have a glass of wine instead? Or 
Oh, <laughs> never considered that. <laughs> Do write in if you're Spanish and let us know. I just think eating 12 grapes all in a one hour seems quite stressful. It seems like a choking hazard. Oh my God. Well, that, I'm pleased. Oh my God. Yeah, do you usually do New Year's resolutions? Yeah, I usually try and make one. And it's, but I mean, you know, combined with my birthday being the day before New Year's Eve and just like all the general like self-recrimination of, of New Year. Like, this I, is so British. I bet no one else No one else like 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 oh, what happy year we have. <laughs> and we're like, oh, another year closer oh, to death. Oh, another death. year of making an absolute <laughs> article of myself. Um, yeah, I think I find making resolutions quite... I don't know, because I sort of just know I'm not going to keep them. You once made a resolution to read a poem every day. Yeah, and, and I stuck to that. it. Yeah. yeah, well done. Thank you. Um, yeah, but... I love... Yeah, well, I I think we both have this thing where we love having, like, a sort of self-improvement drive. Oh, yeah. And and the New Year's resolution definitely taps into that of, like, oh, you know... I think one year I had 13. People would ask me what I had, and I had to get my little book out and oh reel them all. Oh, God. <laughs> and did um, you keep all 13? No, because it was. I went quite aspirational. I went things like um, try and see a red squirrel. Okay, well, that's not really within your no control. I, and I, I don't. That may well have been at the start of twenty twenty. I remember you making this list. Oh god, yeah. That, there's a, a a lot of doomed uh, yeah, New Year's resolutions yeah, for exactly. me. Yeah, exactly. I wanted to go to an island. I think again that might have been twenty twenty. Oh. So yeah, we just couldn't go anywhere. Um, but yeah, so I think I sort of. Yeah, my New Year's resolutions aren't just necessarily things like, oh, try and exercise more. It's always things like, ah, like, you'll learn the ancient art of macrame or something. (laughs) (laughs) I think I once gave up bread for January. I think that's the closest. Yes, I remember this. I remember this. Yeah. Because it wasn't a fun time. No. Um, And I think I lasted three weeks, actually, now that I'm... Now that I'm thinking about it. But, oh, and some people do for January as well, and yeah, dry January. I think dry January is very common. A lot of people give up alcohol for January. I don't know why people do that. Like, I get that you want to have, like, a detox or, like, a bit of a purge after the, the sort of excesses of Christmas. But January is when you need, like, your crutches. You need comfort. You do yeah. not need to be punishing yourself. It's such a gloomy time. And especially because, you know, Bones Night is in... January. Oh yeah, so you, you need want to, to have your to have dram. A <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I I think I think we should it's do it. a sort of counteract our sort of glum British outlook on the festivities. I think we should reflect on some things that have been really good in the past year. Okay. So, for example, we started not the Queen's English this year. Oh my year. goodness! And I think the world at large can agree that that is a positive in these dark times. Uh, you know, I see it as something of a beacon. I. <laughs> I'm getting a, a note of sarcasm here. No, I, I'm not being sarcastic. I'm really I'm, glad that we did this too. because this is something, dear listeners, that we've talked about for a long time. Yeah, and we love all the kind of mad nuances of British English, yeah. and we love UK culture. So it it seems, you know, it was it was going to happen at some point. So I'm very glad that this was the year that we took the plunge. Yeah. Um, and it's it's been like a really enriching thing for us. To, well, okay, not financially, but personally, it's <laughs> right, been yeah. a very like enriching thing because like we've had so many nice messages from people who like our stuff, like and people like telling us like, oh, this is what we say in our country, oh in my, God, my yeah, language. Yeah, so it's just been so cute. So like, if you've if you've you know messaged us or commented or just even like liked anything or followed us I mean if you're listening to the podcast which I suppose you are um then thank (laughs) thank you so much thank you so much you've made our 2022 much richer and more enjoyable Mm. um 
And I can't wait for... We've got, like, so many exciting things planned in 2023. Yeah. So, you know, watch this space. Um, and, and, like, if you have any questions, if you have any, like, topics you want us to cover, either on the podcast or just in posts or, or whatever, you know, or as cheat sheets, um, any of that kind of stuff, then please, like, drop us a message or a comment. And, uh, yeah, we will... We would love your your inspiration and your input. Yeah, that would be really nice because, yeah, we'll be starting a new podcast series mm. uh, later next month. Yeah. Um, that's January 2023 to anyone not listening chronologically. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and yeah, we would just love your suggestions because there's loads of stuff that we find really interesting, but Mm. it's always good to know, you know, if you're, if this is all new to you, what stuff do you want to learn about? And is there kind of a weird word that you've heard and you think, what? Or a TV program that you'd like to know more about and understand the context for a bit. So yeah, let us know via the usual channels. So at not the queen's English on Instagram or patreon.com forward slash not the queen's English where you can also find the podcast cheat sheets, which is, you know, might be helpful for some of the references we've made today, i.e. Mystic Meg. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you can get those by supporting us on Patreon for just £1 a month. And in fact, by the time this episode comes out, uh, all of the cheat sheets for Series 1 of the podcast will be available uh, to buy in a bundle on our coffee shop. Uh, even if you're not on the Patreon. So keep a a BDI out for that. Mm. And yeah, thank you so much. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. We hope 2022 has been good for you. And yeah, lots of exciting things to come in 2023. And we'll see you there. See you there. Bye. 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 My name's Holly. And my name's Murray. And today we're bringing you a special mini episode on New Year's Eve. (laughs) 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 that was a cross between like a delta zine and yeah (laughs) you were like this week's (coughs) wonderful i just because i hadn't really decided what i was gonna say